Good afternoon and welcome to the sixth episode of uh, Ready Row USA, the podcast for the United States that's part of the Rowing Chat Network. It's available at rowing.chat slash USA. And we have uh, show notes which will be available with the podcast when you download it or, or subscribe to it. So please uh, go on and subscribe. We have a link and we'd like to let you know when the shows are coming up and what we're going to be talking about. We've got some really exciting topics, even though uh, we're kind of in the depths of winter. We have snow snow apocalypse coming here in Massachusetts. But um, Mark's down there. Mark Wilson's with me today, and he's down there in Florida. No, no snow here, uh, Charlotte. Absolutely. Oh, shut up. <laughs> 80 81 degrees here. I just I just got off the water. With, did my uh, 12k this morning in my single, which was fantastic. Um, and then I just got off the water with a very famous coach from Great Britain. I'm thrilled to have had the opportunity to ride with him. His name is Bill Brady. He's the uh, most recently the UK single sculler uh, coach for Alan Campbell, and now he's picked up a new protege. Um, and a young man from who's named Hussein from Saudi Arabia. Um, and Hussein is a beautiful scholar. I've had the opportunity to go out with him twice now. And uh, he's hoping to be the first Saudi uh, Olympian in rowing ever. That and, will be uh, so exciting. Very exciting. And so I have to share with, with you and the others, you know, Bill Brady, um, I did not know who he was before I Googled him. But when I did, I was like, Wow, this is a legend, a true legend. And um, he was in the 64, 68, and 72 Olympics. And then he went on and coached many other Olympic uh, teams. And he's been involved with UK rowing for decades, obviously. But um, it was a thrill to be in his launch for the first time yesterday and then again today. And it's so great. Um, you know, I've only been in, around the sport uh, since 1986, so I've only had a few years. Uh, here, but you know somebody like that. Um, if you ever have the chance to be with somebody in their launch, just as an opportunity mm -hmm. to learn, it's fantastic. So um, a lot of times we we think that we're going to learn a lot from coaching conferences and we're going to learn from conventions, but there's nothing better than being out with a with a a coach, you know, somebody who you might mentor or be mentored by, or somebody who you idolize or whatever. And and Bill is certainly a, a great person. So I know many many of us out there are either masters coaches, junior coaches, club coaches, and uh, you know, if there's somebody that you want to ride along with, all you have to do is is call them up, make an appointment, right. and go do it. I know. I've been down to your rowing camp, and you and Jim Dietz, who is legendary as well, as as are you. But um, Jim's like he's he's so cool, and you know, you just like like he'll say one little thing, and then and it sort of reverberates in your head, and finally. Yeah. So Did Bill's Bill's little thing that I picked up uh, yesterday was great. He's he says that he coaches oftentimes with hand signals because he doesn't he doesn't use a megaphone. He has a very projecting voice, so he's got a great coaching voice. But he also will make very small hand signals. So he gave me this as the hand signal. Okay. You know what that is, Charlotte? That's uh, add the add the olive oil. 
So make it smooth, make it smooth like olive oil, he said. And so he'll use those little nuances. And I just think that's great. You know, it's like you don't have to have words all the time in your coaching. So now his athletes understand what that means. So if he's riding along and he doesn't want to interfere with their rhythm, he'll just kind of point to point a little bit and just pour a little olive oil on it. And I just thought that that was great. So, but people, you know, people in the United States are, they're everywhere, right? There's Kevin Harris down in Tulsa. There's Kevin mm -hmm. Sauer up in Virginia. There's, you know, wonderful coaches all over the country. So as you're traveling around, I think it would be, uh, it would be great for you as either as a coach or as a rower, just to make an appointment with a, with a great coach and, and go, uh, go visit for an hour or two and ride along. So. Yeah, so I when I travel in the United States and abroad too, I'm going to be growing in London next month, next week. <laughs> but um, I always, you know, call up clubs and ask to row, and they're always happy to help, you know, to accommodate uh, traveling right. people. But right, so but rowing along, ask, ask them, you know, who they have as their as their pro or sure, know, right. Yeah. Sometimes you'll actually, you know, sometimes you know, masters, we all like to kind of row in exotic places and stuff, mm -hmm. but, but oftentimes you're going to learn even more by actually just riding in the launch, you know, and watching the local crew row on the tideway. Right. I mean, and then you get to look up and look around and see all the great, um, the city from the water, which most people don't get to see. And so I think it would be great if you're in a place for a couple of days like that to row, but also, asked to ride in the launch and and all of these coaches are just so fantastic they'll be more than happy to share and then you might see a little bit different rowing too so then you know if you're in london maybe you go out with the molesley crew or some other high high-end crew and then you see some really fantastic rowing and then you can try to emulate that in your own yeah. in your own sculling or rowing so cool yeah, i realized that it's 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 all it's just so incremental you know it's just like one minute at a time, one day at a time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. building on, on your skills. Yeah. So we have, uh, we have a few uh, things in, in the news and you had some items that you were going to mention as well. Yeah. So we, uh, we started this, uh, started this discussion a couple, about a month or so ago about the coastal rowing. And I, I do have a little update and I think it's really great. It's continuing to move forward. And, uh, you know, the coastal aspect is kind of developing as, as it moves along, not only from a regatta standpoint, but also from a developmental club standpoint. I've had the opportunity to coach some people in coastal uh, boats, not in coastal rowing applications, so not in the surf yet, but here in, in our location in Deland, we've had a numerous people get into the coastal singles for the first time, uh, and they just find it a real joy. So I think one aspect that I'd like to kind of share with people is the fact that just because it's not a 12 inch wide racing single doesn't mean that it's not a very appropriate boat for a lot of different applications. Um, I had a woman just recently who had some severe balance issues and real and some neurological things. She would really kind of a little disjointed, but she just wanted to row. She just so passionate about wanting to row. So I put her in the coastal single. She was safe and she loved it. And so having the opportunity to put people into mm -hmm. rowing, which they want to do, uh, you know, in a safe platform and, and no pontoons, no tippiness. Well, there is some tippiness, but they feel that out pretty quickly. Um, and then I had another 
person who had been rowing, sweep rowing, for 30 years, had never been in a single before, had been in a double a couple of times, but had never been in a single, and he jumped in the coastal boat and was doing static catch placement drills like a pro within minutes, and literally minutes. And it's so um, that's really exciting to see. But as from the U.S. rowing standpoint, they are really moving forward on the uh, uh, national championship regatta, which will be held in Sarasota right before Thanksgiving. So it's going to be at the end of November in Sarasota, Lido, uh, Lido Key. And uh, so lots of really cool excitement going on about that regatta. And um, and I think that's great. And I, and then the rest of the um, U.S. rowing side of Coastal is, is, is moving forward with opportunities to do some West Coast uh, venues and probably a Midwest venue. Um, they're kind of deciding, I guess, right now from Detroit, Cleveland, uh, Chicago kind of kind of ideas, but it's definitely taking hold, and it's going to be something that I think people will want to kind of pay attention to, uh, not only from the national team standpoint and from the U.S. rowing uh, visa side, um, but also from a developmental side for your own for your own groups for your own clubs back home. Well, being having been down at uh, your camp in Lake Beresford, I I know that lake gets pretty choppy. Sure, it can. Everybody. <laughs> The rivers are always calm when you get into them, but that that could be a good place to kind of test them. And I think every place has that day. You know, I mean, I've been on the basin in, in Boston and wanted to be in something bigger than my single. So, uh, but every body of water that we row on in America, pretty much, you know, has days that you don't really want to be out. Well, if your club had two or three or four coastal singles, then you could be out there in any pretty much any conditions that you that wanted is, to be. That's not a major expense compared to regular uh, racing. No, shows. no, it's not. I mean, there you can mm -hmm. find nice coastal singles, brand new from 3,500 to $4,000. And, you know, it may sound like a lot, but it's not, you know, it's a third of a cost of a new Empire or Felipe or something like that. So you could buy three for the price of one. And so from a club standpoint, what I want to try to get people to realize is that it's a great way to teach people how to row. So they can be monetized quite quickly and re uh, generate their, or the revenue that you're doing through programming can be maximized or returned to you pretty quickly through uh, learn to rows or learn to skull events, but also uh, corporate rowing. You could easily put people into into different boats um, and and have them be racing in the first day, literally. And then so. when you when uh, Ellen and you were talking about that before the U.S. Rowing Convention on our second podcast, the first podcast, I guess. Um, she was mentioning the uh, applications for para rowing. Abs absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the para rowing and the adaptive and the inclusion, they have singles, doubles and Cox quads. The Cox quad is a, you know, obviously a great boat to be able to just put brand new rowers, like people who have never been in a boat, you can get into a Cox quad and, you know, have a coach in the boat and off you go. And you don't have to worry about tipping over and you can all row all together within probably probably within 10 minutes you could be rowing all four on the square in a cox coastal quad you know which is pretty exciting for a lot of people where you're trying to speed up the 
the learning process. So, and the mechanics are the same, is that absolutely good? the yeah. same? The riggers are great. You're all you're setting the pins at the same spread. You've got a nice heel height to seat height relationship. You're working through the pin. You're very comfortable, and uh, they have to be because they're heavier boats. So the one thing that people need to know is that the boats are heavier. That's design. That's a FISA requirement. So the boats are a one design coming out of FISA with those requirements. So they're, the singles have to be about 74 pounds. The doubles are like 130. So they're heavier boats, but that makes them more stable as well. And then the people that are rowing them are moving those boats uh, with their legs, which is what we're supposed to be using in rowing. So, oh, there you go. There's the Lido key uh, information. It's already up on their website. So yeah, uh, I was trying to look yeah. for that. And that's yeah, thanks. Part, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. the Sarasota. That's part of their regular. They have uh, there. It's another regatta going on. Uh, there's there. ton, yeah, tons of racing going on in Sarasota. The, the the LOC there just keeps putting more and more things going on. They have a uh, invitational coming up the end of this month uh, in February. I know a lot of people are going to so. Great, great work from everybody down there at Sarasota County and um, and the Benderson Boathouse and Sarasota Crew um, and Sarasota County Crew. So there's a lot of rowing. And so we think about Sarasota as just being this race course, but there's a ton of rowers there. There's various clubs, a lot going on, and uh, they're really um, they're doing a great job of trying to gather people and bring people to the community, which is great. And are there any new like clubs or new you you mentioned a few that um, let me get rid of this for a second. Um, the the Claremont, Camden, yeah, Indianapolis. I've, I've been involved. Um, I've been talking to various club race courses actually around the country, and they're all looking to incorporate more and new um, infrastructure to their to the race course. So Camden. Uh, Camden County, which is the Cherry Hill or Camden, we call it the Camden course. It's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, right over the river or over the bridge from uh, Philadelphia. They're going to be putting in some, a new starting platform, as is the East Fork East Fork uh, course on Lake Harsha in, outside of Cincinnati, uh, which is where club nationals are this year. And they have many, many times uh, national U.S. Rowing National events there at that site, and then also Indianapolis, which is hosting uh, the NCAA's for women uh, women's rowing this June. They'll be they'll be putting in a new starting platform there, and I think that's great. You know, a lot of these uh, race courses around the country we have so few in the United States, um, but it just so happens this year many of them are putting in some pretty major upgrades to their to their venues. So, and what athletes need to know and understand is that these places are doing that because they they want to have fair race races they want to have safe races for you as an athlete so i think that's really great news to know that that the that the parks the venues the locs are putting in real money uh to to put these kind of improvements in which is only going to better the, the state of rowing in the United States, which is which is important, which is good. And then do you see the ripple effect when they these places develop a, a venue like that? Do you see people then, you know, joining the clubs and learning think, to row? Yeah, and, I think so. I think it's all about that because then that's the, that's the media, right? The mm -hmm. media, they're putting on these events. So they're bringing in these, you know, quite honestly, thousands of people uh, from a from an athlete standpoint, spectator standpoint, fan standpoint, they're bringing in all these people. So then the media gets behind that and the local news 
pulls up, wow, look at what's going on at Eagle Creek. You know, the NCAAs are coming back at Eagle Creek in Indianapolis, which is great news. And then the, the local club hopefully benefits by having people coming out from the community and join their club. Well, if that infrastructure has been ramped up a little bit for the for the for the event, then hopefully the people that come out to Eagle Creek to check out the rowing scene see, wow, this is legit. This is really nice. I want to be part of this. You know, that's what you hope that is going to happen uh, around the country. What happens, unfortunately, sometimes is that the rowing venues, the volunteers get so worked out, they're so tired by the end of it, then then they all they want to do is row themselves or they want to go away and take vacation. So uh, be sure if you're a spectator, if you're a coach, if you're a, a, a rower or an athlete of any kind, when you're at the venue, thank your volunteers, thank your LOC, because they, they don't get paid, right? They're all volunteers. So they need to hear from you that you have enjoyed yourself at your, at your site. Yeah, that's part of the reward. I know yeah. community rowing is, you know, it just the volunteer. Where I'm going to go paint on on um, paint the boathouse on Sunday, you know, before before, before it ice is over. Well, it's I don't know what's going on. There's just like <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to paint if it's snowing outside. <laughs> no, it's inside. It's inside. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know some people who who uh, are moving to Sarasota, they kind of chose that because they're rowers, you know, and it's sure. close and it's got good facilities. And yeah, uh, so we have I, people moving here to Deland every, you know, every year we've got more people moving to Deland. And I think that's great. You know, people, people that have rowed for 20 years up in Albany or Boston or Michigan or wherever, it's like, you know, you retire and it's like, man, Florida doesn't sound so bad, you know, and you can row all year long or, or at least in the winter when it's cool, when it's nice. Do you know, do you know much about Texas? Because my husband's from of Texas, and he there's was... a ton of tech, ton of rowing in Texas, right? At the Woodlands yeah. in Houston, in Austin, in Dallas. Uh, Dallas. There's a couple of clubs there, so yeah, there's rowing. I rowing mean, all the, over. I, the thing, the thing I see when I go down there to visit family is, you know, like. Uh, jet skis and motorboats and some places are better than others and some <laughs> places are better in the morning you know before the other people wake up so yeah obviously you know Austin has created almost of its, its own monster there they've got so much rowing there but then they also are encouraging kayaks and canoers and paddle boarders and stuff like that so the I think if I was in Austin I'd want to row in the morning before it got busy with paddle boarders and and uh and stuff but that's you know that's great people are out on the water they're doing fun things they're getting exercise they're getting fresh air you know whether or not you stand up you sit down you face backwards <laughs> face forwards it doesn't matter as long as you're outside doing something so and it helps people learn to get along with each other or <laughs> or <laughs> or not, <laughs> or, not. <laughs> or just get up at five in the morning and go right. right but uh yeah so let's this is great let's just continue this kind of like roundup i mean it's, it sounds like you know when you get talking you you could have have all this stuff in your head and um 
I, I really appreciate having you on as a regular contributor. I, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here, Charlotte. I think what you're doing is great. I think, uh, you know, people need to know what's going on. And I think yeah. thinking outside the box a little bit, I think is really important for us rowers. Sometimes, the, you know, the rowers are all, you know, we know that we're all A-type personalities. We kind of know what we want. Blah, 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 blah. We get kind of stressed about everything. And But I just had this uh, wonderful group of rowers from Traverse City, Michigan here. They left yesterday. Uh, and one of the women was like, you know, one of the women, they're all, three of them are on the board of, of their club back home. And uh, so, and one of them though was like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. You know, she's just Miss Go Lucky, you know, and everything's fine and happy. And one of them was a little bit more by the book. You know, we got to do this, we got to do that. And she said, no, it'll work out. Well, it just so happened that Chicago yesterday, uh, no, not yesterday, um, Sunday night was in a snowstorm. So their flight got canceled, leaving Florida to Chicago. They couldn't make the flight. And so the one, of course, was like, <clears throat> you know, but the other one was like, whatever, it's all good. So, you know, I think yeah. that's important. You know, it's just like, you got to go with it. You got to go with the flow. And I think that's the neat thing about rowing. Yeah. And if you just relax a little bit and don't worry about every little minutia um, of whatever's going on, it's great. And the reason I like to row is that, you know, it gives me a chance to leave my cell phone somewhere else. I don't have to think that somebody's trying to reach me. And, um, and if they are, that's what voicemail was for. So it's great, you know, and it's a time to kind of unwind. One of the women from Traverse City, she said, I don't want to have to think about anything else except my rowing. And then I said, well, one day you're going to be good enough where you don't have to think about your rowing. And she said, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that good. I want to always have to think about my rowing. And I thought I that was it. really great. I do. I got it too. I, get and it. I, I thought that was great. I thought that was so cool. You know, yeah, I mean, like, knew that I'll, that's her escape time. You know? Yeah, I was talking about that with a, a person at community rowing, you know, like any anxiety you have, you can't think about anything else. You can't think about, you know, some horrible thing that you have to do later than you just have to you can only focus on your rowing and it's it just kind of teaches you to be in the moment yeah I, just, I told her that eventually you can be good enough where that's actually where you do your thinking and she didn't like that concept so but you know whatever you want to leave it behind but i wanted to mention some of the things that we have uh, uh from our club news we were soliciting club news from any club around the country if you have job openings, a new program, or you built a building, you're having a fundraiser, a forum event. It doesn't matter if we have the whole universe of news, but just we like to sam sample news from around the country and just give some, some space to uh, the great clubs that are out there. And of course, and mine, I know one. I know one that's looking for a new coach is Stockton Rowing Club out in Stockton, California, which is a great little club, and they've been around for a long time. And they they would really like to hire a coach that's going to help with their juniors program mostly, but also a little bit with their masters program. And they got a really nice community grant to help pay for that, and it's a three year grant. And they they are desperately looking for a really qualified person out in Stockton, and California. That's so, in Central California. It's so. just out. It's about an hour from the bay, uh, inland from the bay. So they row on the San Joaquin River. You can row for literally a hundred miles um, all the way to San Francisco Bay. It's really a pretty place to row. It gets hot in the summertime, but it's gorgeous most of the time. I've done camps out there a dozen times or more, and uh, just a great group of people. So, you know, I think those things are. 
they're good. Everybody loves Row 2K, and Row 2K is an awesome, awesome vehicle. You know, everybody looks at it. It's a rower every day. You know, we post post our pictures on it. We put our classifieds on it. We get our news from there. And uh, Ed and his and his crew do a fantastic job of keeping the rowing community involved. Um, but I think things like this are also super helpful. You know, and not everybody knows all of the little little ins and outs of row 2k so um but look at yeah look at you it. had one of, one of your uh drone photos was up there i did i just got selected as photo of the day a couple of days ago yeah is it can i still find it up here uh, yeah if you go down to photo of the day and then you scroll back a couple of days it was just like two or three days ago photo so. of the day okay yep. and then uh that select. was just such a great photo i just loved it um yeah there you go and now yeah just go down there you should see it i think Keep going. There yeah, it is. That's, there you go. That's it. Right there. I want that on a t-shirt or something. Look at that. I know, that's, right? That's Cornell, right? Yes, it is. Cornell yeah. women were down here training for about a week wow. back in January. And I went up and we snapped some grid wow. photos. Their coxswains did a pretty good job getting getting ready for the photo, too. So they they were doing yeah, well, a they look nice little pretty workout. Well, pretty in sync there. Yep. Yep. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, and then I'll just go back to my, my sheet. Uh, Community Rowing, where I row, has uh, in Boston has a a very timely topic: avoiding master's injuries. With Aaron McConnell, who's with the Spalding Rehab in Boston, and if you're a master's rower, you've had an injury. <laughs> if if oh, you yeah. haven't, if you haven't, let me know. Uh, anyway, she's terrific. CommunityRowing.org and. Um, then this just came in a couple of days ago. Western Reserve Rowing is looking for a program director. Yeah. Uh, Bill Donahoe sent us that. He's a former uh, board member at US Rowing. And this, uh, uh, there's coaching uh, jobs at Capital Rowing Club. I don't know what, they're juniors, um, morning at what is club am and club pm is that masters program? yeah i think that would be their club group so that's their masters group okay yep. and then assistant coach so if you want to coach in dc there's your job um hammerfest the belmont rowing center in north carolina's uh, got a a 2k indoor race coming up I don't know if the the uh, U.S. rowing job postings is still relevant. I looked at that. Those are all uh, summer internship positions. Oh. So if you're a college student looking to get into sport administration or some sort mm -hmm. of sport, um, you know, sport minded business kind of thing, that they have several. I looked at that actually just the other day uh, and checking those out for some of the athletes that I've coached before. So um, that's those are great opportunities to learn the ins and outs of U.S. rowing and uh, become yeah. a summer intern. So yeah, great way to start. Yep. And then uh, the breast cancer survivors in Washington, D.C., that's at We Can Row, D.C. That's coming up in uh, May. Uh, Swan Creek sent a nice little tribute to rowing. That was awesome. They're in New Jersey, Lambertville, New Jersey. And then this uh, this uh, uh, At the Catch, which is by uh, Ben the Blade in Northampton, um, Reba Knickerbocker runs that. And she's starting a new, uh, it's the first year for, uh, symposium for master's women. She, that's her specialty. And it sounds like a really cool. So my friend Nancy and I are going out to that. So if you're there, say hello. And uh, Central New York Sweeps is continuing 
planning for the upcoming season. Uh, we mentioned Sarasota. That's at Nathan Benderson Park, and that's about a couple hours south of you, Mark? Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, Rio Salada's got some nice rowing camps, and they're in Arizona, so you're not going to run into our snowstorm. Um, you can list, find them on Regatta Central. Um, and that's about it. Northampton has a new winter training space and new programs. They're in Western Mass. And we'd like to really see some more uh, action in Western Mass because it's it's not that easy to find. I mean, uh, Reba does some at Bend the Blade with Bend the Blade, but the symposium is going to be in Hartford, uh, Connecticut. But, um, you know, it'd be nice to, to get some more masters rowing in particular going on out there. Yeah, there's a lot of rowing there. The Springfield's got a nice club there, um, a really nice group out of Pioneer Valley. Um, you've got uh, Hartford Riverfront Riverfront Recapture uh, with Brian Wendry. He's the head coach and director out there. Um, so there's a lot of rowing in Western Western Mass. And then up in it's Northampton, Amherst, you know, obviously too. So probably a lot more of good stuff. Think it is. Think there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think every city, t every river town out there's probably got a little bit. And don't forget, all American rowing camps got a couple spots left for Croatia. We're going to Šibenik, Croatia, in the first week of June. And so, if you're interested, I've got four spots left. So, let me know. I, you want to go to Croatia? I'm going to Nepal, where there is no rowing. But uh, next year, I'll be on board with your Croatia or wherever you go. I definitely want to do that. Sounds good. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Charlotte. Thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah, this is, it's been, we've gotten some new subscribers and we're really loving it. Um, I'm Charlotte Pierce. I, my, um, my profession is I'm a book publisher. So I'm actually looking for some, uh, some books on alternative education, which could include coaching. So contact me at charlotte at piercepress.com. Or look in the show notes. We'll have all the links. We'll have Mark's links. We'll have my lovely friend, uh, Laura Williams, who's running tech behind us. Um, and we also have links to Rowing Chat, where you'll find lots of good stuff. Faster Masters with Marlene Royal and Rebecca Caro. And um, Rebecca does amazing interviews with Olympic rowers and wonderful people. So there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good information. And we focus on news at Ready Row USA. Uh, we we can't avoid talking a little bit about technique and coaching, but, uh, but uh, that's always a good topic. And thank you so much, Mark, again. Thank you. See Appreciate you next time.